Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. host Don Q how's everybody doing out there today let's let the music ride it's Friday let's go song crows on you, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, guys, it's Friday, March 3rd, 2023. How's everybody doing out there today? And uh, <clears throat> like I promised to you on uh, Wednesday, I was going to be here. Is it really Friday, though? When you hear this, it'll be Friday, but it's really Thursday, so I'm going to try and keep the date straight. But when you hear this, it will be March 3rd. 2023. <sighs> so, got a show for you today. And what we're going to do is we're going to piggyback off of the show on Wednesday, The COVID Chronicles, brought to you in part by Makers Mark Bourbon. Um, funny thing about that show. <laughs> so, technically, I'm recording this on Thursday, the 2nd. So, but like I said, you'll hear this on the 3rd. So yesterday, on Wednesday, when I was recording the COVID Chronicles. Okay, so for those of you that don't know this, I'll give you a little inside baseball to the uh, podcasting world and the profession that I'm in. You know, I am a part-time podcaster with a full-time job. But nonetheless. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> when, when, when I get done recording, if I have to make any edits, I do that. Um, <clears throat> generally not many because I'm pretty freaking awesome. No, but, um, nonetheless, get the edits done. I put the back, the outgoing music in, then I upload it or I save it to the computer 
And then I have to upload it to Podbean. That's my distributor. And then they distribute to Apple and Google and Spotify and Samsung Free and Amazon and Stitcher and iHeart and TuneIn and Alexa and blah, 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 right? Uh, so all I had to do was upload it to Podbeam. They take care of the rest. Cool. So <clears throat> I've been having issues the last mm, two weeks with, because I have an iPhone. So what I do, and I, and I have a couple of the other apps, like I have Spotify and um, Amazon and Stitcher on my phone. And the only reason I have those is to make sure that the show's uploaded. So when I when I upload the show to uh, Podbeam, usually should be within, literally within five minutes, and it should show up on the the other, you know, the podcast, uh, whatever whatever uh, app. And <clears throat> it's always immediately up on Podbeam, but then it usually drags to get on iTunes and uh, Spotify for whatever reason. Spotify is owns own, either owns or is owned by Podbeam, one of the two, but nonetheless. So, and then I've gone a couple of shows in the, just in the recent past where it wasn't there for a day. You know, Chris has Android, so he'd be like, yeah, the show didn't upload. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd have to keep on doing, I had to email, what the hell? So I was kind of weary when I named the show The COVID Chronicles. Chris was like, yeah, you fucked up on that one. That's not going to upload. <laughs> it took a minute. It took a minute for it to show up. I was getting a little worried that I was going to have to go in and maybe change the name or something, but <clears throat> it showed up. It's there, so uh, and people are listening to it. But this particular show, what we're going to talk about is 15-minute cities. And if you don't know what those are, or if you haven't really delved into the what they are, we'll do that for you here today. Um, and it's in a, and in my opinion with what I'm going to talk about today will give you an idea of what I think COVID ultimately was the beginning of. And uh, I'll explain myself. I'm going to try and get this all done in one show today. I'm not making any promises. This very well could be a two-parter. We'll see how long I go. I really like to keep it. I usually like to keep the shows within an hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, we'll see. With that being said, let's get to it. Before I get into the show, a couple things. Um, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure to subscribe to the show, follow the show. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, if you could give us a five-star rating, if you want to leave a review, that's great. I'd like to welcome all the people from that are on the uh, Samsung free app, the podcast app. On saying I don't have that app, so I don't even know what that's about. But uh, welcome and uh, hope you guys are enjoying what I do here. Uh, and if you do, please keep sharing this with your friends, people that need to hear this stuff. So on, um, and then also if you guys want to follow us on social media, we are on media. media. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker, at least for now, I guess, um, at Don't Tread on America, and uh, on uh, Twitter. At DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, I'm PCGC underscore 1775. And the reason I say as for now, on the TikTok aspect, there's, I guess, the law going to be passed here pretty soon. Looks like they're going to ban TikTok. Possibly. 
I don't know if that's going to happen or what, but irregardless, you can find us on the uh, Twitter machine, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and if and if you are not on social media, that's fine. Uh, we have a website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Check us out there. You, you can subscribe to the website. You won't get spammed. You won't get a bunch of crap. Um, but that way you can follow the show, see updates as to when their shows and whatnot. <clears throat> I've been staying pretty consistent with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And although I'm recording this show on Thursday, it won't be uploaded until Friday. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Other than that, guys, uh, please uh, make sure you check out our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Don't forget to use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. All right, so let's jump into it. 15-minute city. So what is a 15-minute city? If you guys are, don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you the the uh, liberals dictionary, uh, otherwise known as Wikipedia, their description of what a 15-minute city is. Um. <clears throat> So, the 15-minute city is an urban planning concept in which most daily necessities and services such as work, shopping, education, healthcare, and leisure can be easily reached by a 15-minute walk or bike ride from any point in the city. This approach aims to reduce car dependency, promote healthy and sustainable living, and improve the overall quality of life for city dwellers. Implementing the 15-minute city concept requires a multidisciplinary <laughs> approach involving transportation planning, uh, urban design, and policy making to create a well-designed public space, pedestrian-friendly streets, and mixed-use developments. This change in lifestyle may include remote working, which reduces daily commuting, and is supposed, uh, I'm sorry, supported by the recent widespread availability of information and communication technology. The concept has been described as return to the local way of life. The concept's roots. You know how I'm reading this? This is, this is the, the PSA for 15-minute cities. The concept's roots can be traced to pre-modern urban planning traditions where walkability and communi community living were the primary focus before the advent of street networks and automobiles. In recent times, it builds upon... Look it up. Read it yourself. That's all I'm reading. Here's some key words that you need to notice in this. Let's go back to the top. 15-minute walk or bike ride to any point in the city. Okay. Reduce car dependency. Hmm. Okay. Promote healthy and sustainable living, and improve the overall quality for life of city dwellers. The 15-minute concept requires multidisciplinary approach, including transportation planning, urban design, and policy making. <laughs> policy making. That would be laws, folks, for those of you that don't know. Transportation planning, what would that be? If everything, if I can get wherever I need to be in 15 minutes, whether I'm walking or riding a bike... Uh, what 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 do I need? Train? I don't need buses or taxis, right? Here's the thing. <clears throat> Before we really dig into the shit here, I just want to point something out. The majority of the downloads for this show come from the free state of Florida. So you guys will understand what I'm talking about. 
imagine a scenario where you're living in your 15-minute city in the town of Tam Lake Lando, right? The urban, what was it in, uh, in uh, Demolition Man? San Angeles, right, I think? Wasn't that the, the, uh, the utopia, San Angeles? Sound familiar? 15 minutes, everything's peaceful, Ohm, sustainability, Ohm. Um, the, uh, where was I going with this? Okay, you're in Florida. Paint a picture, you're in your utopia 15-minute city where everything is achievable by a 15-minute walk and or bike ride. Uh, newsflash, guys. In Florida, between the months of hmm, February and October, <laughs> it's hot. Okay, for those of you that don't live in Florida, let me paint a picture. It is March 2nd as I'm recording this. It's 85 degrees outside right now. I'm not bragging, haha, for you people that live up north and it's cold and snowing and whatever. I'm not saying that. My point being is this. In the beginning of March, it's 85 degrees outside. In the end of March, it'll be 85 degrees. In April, it'll be 85 degrees. In May, it'll be 87 degrees. In June, it'll be 90 degrees. In July, it'll be 95. August, 95. September, 95. October, 92 and a half. Okay. For those of you that are living in New Mexico or Texas or Arizona, and you're listening to this thing, 95, whatever, dude. August, it's 105. Cool. It's 100% humidity here. So that 95 feels like 195. And my point being is this. We went to Texas last year for vacation. We went to San Antonio. And it was in, I think it was like the end of March, beginning of April. And uh, one day we were there, it was like 60. <laughs> the next day we were there, it was like 100. Not lying. So I get it. You guys understand the weather freak, uh, fluctuation situation. But I also say this. When it was 100 degrees... You stand under a tree, it felt fine. In Florida, if it's 90 and you stand under a tree, you're still sweating your ass off. And at least in some of these other states where it does get in the 90s or the triple digits, in the night, when the night goes down, you know, when the sun goes down, it's still not 90 degrees. <laughs> For the most part, on a daily basis... In the summertime in Florida, it's 80 degrees at night. So when I get up to go to work at 1230 in the morning, it's hot. It's sticky. You still sweat. You sweat all day long. Point being is this. I'm not trying to say our weather is worse than anyone else's and you guys suck and we suck and they suck and we suck and everyone sucks. I'm not saying that. My point is this. Paint a picture. If you live anywhere in the state of Florida or you live in South Texas or you live in Arizona in July or August, 15-minute city. You have no car. There is no motorcycle. Not a single luxury, right? If you need to go to the grocery store or the doctor or the dentist or to work, you are going to sweat your ass off to get there. Now, I love how the part here where it says, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, to change in lifestyle may include remote working, which reduces daily commuting. Cool. Let me ask you all a question. How many of you guys listening to the show right now 
And I'm going to assume this is a relatively low number. And the reason I say that is because I, I assume that the majority of the people listening to the show are kind of blue collar, not saying that I'm working in a factory and uh, shoveling cow manure. I'm not, I don't have that type of job, but I work. I do physical work. It's not, I'm not putting roofs on houses. I'm not carrying cinder blocks. I get that. But I'm still constantly on the move. I'm working, right? Which I would assume most of you guys are also. How many of your jobs would enable you to be able to work remotely? I know I couldn't because for those, for those of the people that know me personally, and some of these people I work with, <laughs> you would understand that there's no way in hell we could work remotely. The job we do can't be done from home. And I would assume the majority of the people listening to this are in the same boat. And this isn't an American thing. This 15-minute city thing isn't an American thing, or an American-only thing, I should say. It's a world concept, and I'll get into that here in a minute. Just hear me out. How are these things going to be possible? How are people going to be working in a restaurant, working at the grocery stores, working at your uh, department stores, working at your drug stores, um, vendors for these stores, um, so on, and the doctors, the nurses, the um, just trying to think of professions, you know what I'm saying? The work remotely people are the customer service people, the uh, insurance salesmen, the... Uh, you know, I have a job where I work on a computer type job. Those, yeah, okay, fine. Chris's wife, for example, works for a company who, during the pandemic of death, they work from home. Even to this day, I think there's a day or two a week that she still works from home. For whatever reason, but my point being is, she has that kind of job. Chris and I do not. <laughs> So it kind of doesn't make sense. Now, well, I'll get into it here in a little bit. <laughs> so what I want to do here is play, and like I said, this is a world thing. Now, this is from Oxford, Eng England. They've recently had a lot of protests to these things, because like I said, this isn't an American-only thing. This is a don't-tread-on-the-world type situation. And we're starting to see... A lot of camaraderie between people like us, people that live in America that are listening to this show. And the reason I say that is because this show is, is gaining a lot of traction on the world stage. Okay, now, granted, the majority of my downloads for, for the show come from America. Cool. But we're getting a ton of downloads from other countries. Um, now whether those are people, I know some of them are not, but some of those people could be Americans living abroad. I don't know, but I think it's a situation and you guys that are listening to this, if you're from England or Spain or, um, hell, I had downloads from Ukraine. I don't know who that was. Um, <laughs> but Vietnam, you know, wherever you're from, whatever country you're from, guys, like I said, if you're on Facebook, if you're not cool, email me, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Let me know what country you're from, why you're listening to the show, and just give me some insights of what's going on in your country that compares to what I'm talking about. 
and I try to make this more of a world show as much as it's, yeah, don't try to America. And I could, I'm not, no offense to these other countries, but I'm worried about me in this country. But these situations, COVID, 15 minute cities, it's a world problem. And we're seeing protests around the world. We're not seeing, seeing them here in America because, and I'll tell you why here in a minute, it's a big fat conspiracy theory. But this is a young girl. This is in uh, Oxford, England. And it was uh, the Stop the Oxford No 15-Minute Cities, right? So they had a, a um, shit, I can't talk. <laughs> they had a protest last week. And uh, this girl is speaking on the situation. Less what other people are going to say about the effect of these 15-minute neighborhoods, soon to become digital ID facial recognition zones. Let's say my friend lives in zone 3 and I'm in zone 1. If, for example, I went to my friend's house in zone 3, my parents normally come and pick me up in, it, in their car. It only takes 10 minutes. So does that mean that they would have to go round the ring road and back into town again? If my mum or dad had to drive round the ring road, it would take 30 minutes, causing much more pollution and leaving a much bigger carbon footprint. They will say, you can walk home. Would that be safe for me to walk home? Me as a 12-year-old walking home in the dark alone. Is that really going to be safe? Then they will say, oh, don't worry about that. We've already thought of that. You'll be safe. We will have a thousand cameras on the streets following you and tracking you all the way home. Oh, and just remember, it's for your safety. What? Are you serious? Do you really think I want to be watched every second of the day? Are you serious? Thousands of cameras tracking my every move until I get home. At this point, I have to ask, is my safety that important to me that I want to be followed by cameras all the way home? Or do I prefer to have freedom than privacy? For your information, I still wouldn't feel safe. No amount of cameras is going to stop someone who wants to attack me. I want to be safe, but not to the extent that I am prepared to give up my freedom and my privacy to have it. As a 12-year-old, I am really concerned about my future. And to Klaus Schwab, I say this. How dare you! I think that was a dig on uh, How dare bone. you steal my childhood and my future? <laughs> and the future of all children by enslaving us in your crazy digital surveillance prison. We all know where this is leading. These are the first steps of a dystopian reality called 15-minute neighborhoods. From a small seed, a huge tree can grow. Climate change is being used to control us, to nudge us in the direction the greedy people want us to go. The truth is that the greedy people want total control over everything we do, everything we think, and everything we say. Our government has been hijacked by greedy and selfish imposters posing as politicians. They believe they are better than us and masters over us. And until this problem is effectively dealt with, the tyranny will continue. Thank you. So there you go. That's a 12-year-old girl in Oxford, England. And that sums it up. The, the thing is, is this is one big conspiracy theory. You guys are all crazy. And to, to point out what she had said, you know, there's this quote from Benjamin Franklin. Says, and this is something you have to remember. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Now, <clears throat> this is being sold 
in a very big way, and and I'll explain to you how they're selling it. Now, I want to I want to play both sides. I want to play another video. It's twenty six minutes long, so no, I'm just it's like a minute. <laughs> Um, and this is the uh, y'all are crazy uh, conspiracy theories debunked. Okay, so this is a guy, I think he's from England also. And he's going to give you the the uh, the comparison. He calls it a Stalinist dystopian prison or somewhere quite nice to live. Let's see how he talks about it. It's about nearness to amenities. So why all the guff about Stalinist prison? This conspiracy theory is said to be an international socialist concept. It's also run by a cabal of capitalists. Bonkers! Conspiracists lie that the city of short distances is a concentration camp, a ghetto. Oh, grifter, 15-minute cities will not eradicate cars. Motorists will still be able to drive around Oxford, but from 2024, won't be able to rat run through the centre. 15 Minute City's brand was done for Paris by this guy. But it's an old idea from 1960s time geography via 1920s neighbourhood unit. All cities were once walking cities. Even ancient Romans blocked four-wheel traffic. Once roads are closed to cars, Almost nobody ever wants to go back. Newcastle's main shopping street was once dystopian, but not now. For true freedom, tame cars and boost walking, cycling and public transport. So, I mean, it's not, it's just not realistic. And you guys can understand, like I said before, that you live in the South, wherever the South is to you. If you live in the South, period. Now, this is a concept, like he said, that was brought up by this guy here. So this guy here is uh, Carlos um, Messina, the comedian. No. So the 15-minute concept, uh, city concept was credited to Carlos Moreno. He was a professor at Paris's Sorbonne University. He told the AFP uh, he had received numerous personal insults over the idea. Never have there been proposals for restrictions, on the contrary. Um, you know, and like I said, this was a while back. But, you know, since the start of 23, the concept of the 15-minute city had been a subject to conspiracy theories produced and shared by people already well-known for spreading disinformation about COVID, the climate, vaccines, and politics, he says. Okay, so let me, so it was 2015 when, when the idea first persist, you know, came up. Um, I guess the biggest thing I have to say about this is I hate, I begin, I've begun to hate the word conspiracy or the phrase, whatever, conspiracy theories, because I was talking to Chris and I was like, <clears throat> what's probably one of the biggest conspiracy theories in the last hundred years? And that would be JFK. I think we can all agree on that. We can say, we could talk about other conspiracy theories. You could talk about the moon landing, um, the earth being flat, uh, you know, whatever you can go into but I would say in, in the grand scheme of things, JFK assassination is probably the biggest conspiracy theory out there. Thus, the point, that's when that term even became a term, was because of the JFK assassination. So, of recent time, when we talk about COVID-19, the lab leaks, the vaccines killing you, the vac, you know, whatever. Conspiracy theories, conspiracy, oh, it's crazy, conspiracy theories. Are they? Because they became true. A conspiracy theory. So conspiracy is what some, it has to be what, two or more people conspire to do something 
right? Conspiracy. And a theory is just an idea. It doesn't mean that it's a lie, that it's fake, that it's, but it's such a quote unquote bad word that that's how they use it. And it's not, it's really more of a truth hypothesis. And the reason I say that is in, in our, in my lifetime, conspiracy theories have been UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, maybe not Loch Ness Monster, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and the term conspiracy theory was, like I said, based around the killing of Kennedy because the story we're told was Lee Harvey Oswald, single, was the only person involved. He was the lone gunman, blah, 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 right? The conspiracy is that there, whether he was involved or not involved, there was a shooter in the grassy knoll and maybe one of the guys in the car and maybe there was a guy on the bridge and George Bush and so on and so forth. The CIA, Alan Dulles, you know, you can start naming all these different names, the mafia, Cuba, blah, blah, blah. So it takes the lone gunman aspect, the one person aspect out and creates it two or more people, whoever those two or more people are. Conspiracy. But the term conspiracy theory has been linked to anything that they want to discredit. Okay? But (laughs) we've come to believe that these conspiracy theories are true anymore. They're not... They're not what they're telling us. Um... Alright, so... Here is... Here's an article I found that I can't find the title of, so there you go. It was something. Here it is. <laughs> I swear to God, my fucking computer is really just jacking me up today. The 15-minute city, dystopian conspiracy or climate-friendly paradise? And that's the key. The whole, the whole selling point to the 15-minute city, and like in the video I played of the guy saying, oh, it's not about taking your cars away and stuff like that. I don't think that that's necessarily what everybody's worried about, is taking my car away. That's not the point. So, it's no secret that radical action is required. This is, this is going to be them kind of debunking the situation. If we want to meet our climate targets on schedule and reach a net zero global greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, for some... This presents itself a challenge. How can we change the way we live, work, travel, undo the damage of mass uh, consumption, and build a better planet? For some free thinkers, though, climate action represents an existential threat to our personal freedom via schemes initiated by a shadow global elite. Shadowy global elite. (laughs) The latest of these conspiracy theories is the 15-minute city agenda. A secret plan to lock us up inside a small neighborhood where everything we need is within 15 minutes and we're not allowed to leave according to right right wing conspiracies uh, the foundations have already been laid in Oxford which they say is planning to impose climate lockdowns on residents by 2024 so <laughs> it's funny how when a group of people have an idea and say well, we feel that you're going to lock us down because of whatever. Oh, we're not going to do that. And then they do it. One of these conspiracy theorists is fart right, fart, fart, 
far-right commentator Katie Hopkins. Before hearing about 15-Minute City, she had met uh, a strictly enforced border she didn't like, who uh, recently released the fear-mongering video about Oxford's plans. This is not by chance, she says, suggesting that 15-Minute City is part of the vast governmental trend of coercive control elsewhere. She draws parallels to COVID regulations. And, and that's where I want to go with this. I mean, let me see what this article is here. So, conspiracy theories on 15-Minute City. So, this will kind of give us an idea of the conspiracy thought process. So, urban planners are fending off abuse fueled by conspiracy theorists about their 15-minute city regulations, or I'm sorry, <laughs> regeneration projects, with suspicious social e uh, media users claiming uh, that they are the road to climate lockdowns. 15-minute city premise, and, and, and this is where I'm going to disagree with the climate lockdown aspect of it, and I'll get to that in a second. The 15-minute city premise is simple. All amenities such as parks, grocery stores, blah, 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 will be within an a uh, 15-minute walk or bike ride from a person's home developed by the guy I talked about, um, Carlos Moreno. Uh, I'm just kind of breezing through this uh, this uh, article here because, you know, I don't want to read the same thing over and over. But with COVID, but as with COVID measures, unfounded online theories about initiative... <laughs> I love how they're going to link th this stuff back to the COVID conspiracy theory talk because, you know, that... In this article, let me see how old this is. I don't think this is that old. Yeah, this was the 15th of February of this year. So it's not like this is a two-year-old uh, article. So they're still calling the <clears throat> the COVID and the vaccine deniers uh, conspiracy theorists. But like I said, within the last week, those have been proven to be, well, maybe that did come from a lab or a thing we did. It come from, maybe it probably, yeah, I think it did. We don't know if it was natural, but whatever, it did come from the lab. And yes, vaccines are killing people or giving people strokes or giving people blood issues or da 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 da. So, whatever. You could take your conspiracy theory talk and shove it up your ass because it's not conspiracy theory. <sighs> A search on Twitter brings up hashtag 15 minute prisons in third place after 15 minute cities and 15 minute city. The 15 minute city concept created by Carlos Moreno, a professor of Paris Sorbonne University, he told blah blah blah. I already read this. Public transport plans. Um, particular claims debunked AFP fact check in recent weeks have targeted the English city of Oxford and Edmund, Canada. Claims surfaced in various languages, including English, French, and Portuguese. You can't leave the 15 minute city, whatever you please, the city walls. So <clears throat> we get the concept. Ideally, the 15 minute city project, whatever city, whatever country, is basically the same. The concept is this. You're going to live in a city. And within that city, and let's just take um, New York, for example, a very big city. And for those of you that live in New York or ever been to New York City, know that you have, you, you, that's probably the, was initially one of the first 15 minute cities, if you understand what I'm saying. You figure a hundred years ago, you didn't have, not a lot of people had cars and stuff like that. So most people had to get around by bike or maybe streetcar or walking or whatever. And you had your neighborhoods. You had 
places that you could get your groceries, your, your, you know, go to the drugstore, go to the, the neighborhood doctor, go to school, go to your workplace. And it probably was within a 15 minute walk or, or a bike ride. So my, what they were saying in the video I played earlier that this is a con, this isn't new. This is stuff that they did, you know, a hundred years ago before the advent of the automobile. Okay. I, I understand that. But the question here isn't taking New York, which, by the way, Cleveland and Houston, by the way, guys, if you're listening to this and you live in and around those cities, you're on deck because the planning has already begun in those two cities, just to let you know. Places like New York City probably have already kind of implemented it, except for the fact that there's still a shit ton of traffic in the city of New York, L.A., same difference. But most of your bigger cities in whatever state are adapting this policy. The thing is, is like in Florida, in Tampa, um, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, there wasn't many places to live in downtown Tampa. You went to Tampa to work, but you lived outside of Tampa, you lived in Brandon or uh, Wesley Chapel or North Tampa or whatever, right? You didn't live in Tampa. But over the past 20 or so years, they've built a ton of condominiums, apartments, those types of things. And I remember when these buildings were being built, not that I live in Tampa, but I, I go to Tampa enough that I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. They're building, it's going to be like New York. You're going to have apartments. You're going to be, you know, people can live in the city. I wonder how much those will cost. <laughs> and the places that they were building these apartments, it was um, in uh, industrial areas. Like they were tearing down the industrial stuff and building these big-ass apartments. And like I said, 20, 30 years ago, no one talked about this stuff, you know, you internet, you know, this, 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 the information that we have available, available, Jesus Christ, <laughs> to us these days compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago is astonishing. And you, so, you know, if you watched TV 20, 30 years ago and you watched Friends or you watched Seinfeld or you watched those types of shows, and the reason I mentioned those two is because that's what I watch. You, you were like, oh, that'd be cool. I'd be like living in downtown New York or downtown, you know, whatever. But now that you think about it, this 15-minute city concept was already kind of taking place in some of your bigger cities. Like I said, New York, Chicago, those types of cities probably were already implemented 100 and something years ago. Now they're just going to have to go back to that close down the streets, get rid of the taxi cabs, and so on and so forth. Cleveland. So my question is this. I live between Orlando and Tampa. The town I live in could not possibly be a 15-minute city. Not that the town, the city I live in is the biggest city in the county I live in, but it's not a Tampa or an Orlando-type city. It's, uh, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain smaller than Louisville and Louisville's the biggest city in Kentucky if you understand what I'm saying um, <clears throat> the, the concept would be this 
you would take a city and you would break it into zones. So let's say you have 10 zones. Each zone is its own 15-minute city. Now, you still might live in the city of New York, but you might be zone A, zone B, C, D, whatever. And within that zone is where you work, eat, shop, doctor, school, so on and so forth. So how could you possibly do that? You'd have to make sure that there's enough work, doctors, grocery shopping, availability, so on and so forth within that zone. How are you going to do that? Eliminate population, maybe. Okay. How are you going to get these, quote-unquote, 15-minute cities to be um, populated, so to speak? And the reason I say that is, what's the percentage of the amount of people that don't live, that don't currently live in cities, period? Whether it's Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, you know whatever um if you live rurally or if you live in east palestine ohio for example is going back to covid going back to train derailments and what i talked about on the show on wednesday where where i personally believe and and chris and a lot of a lot of us and you guys probably listening to this no matter what country you live in these plant fires these Chemical fires, these train derailments, this thing, we talk about it from an American standpoint because within the last month, how many have we seen? How many have we had between train derailments, plant fires, chemical plant fires, oil refinery fires, food processing plant fires, right? We can talk about this from an American standpoint. But you guys that are listening to this, that live in Europe, that live in South America, that live in other parts of this world, you too are also having these same situations. So when I say we can sit here and blame Pete Buttigieg and we can blame Biden and they can reverse the heat and blame Trump, blah, blah, blah. It's not about any of those people per se. It's about the global elitist. It's about the WEF. It's about the NWO. It's about all these fuckers that think they know better than we do. Okay? It's about these people because, like I said, it's not just happening in this country. You guys that don't live in America that are listening to this understand what I'm saying because we don't see a lot of what's going on in Italy or the Netherlands or France or England unless we happen upon it on Twitter or TikTok, which makes me wonder why the real reason why they want to ban tw- uh, TikTok it just curiosity. They oh, it's China. They're stealing your information. Okay, maybe they are. But do you think TikTok is the main? I mean, think about it. who's the majority of the people that are on TikTok. Young people. What information are they stealing from these people? I mean, whatever. I'm on TikTok mainly to do drink recipes, and like I told you guys before, once you're on TikTok. Once you fall into the right algorithm, everything you see is conspiracy theories, is is train derailments, plant fires. There's another fire in Buffalo. You know, these are just things you see. You know, if you're into watching, 
you know, guys with their t-shirts off, you're going to see that. If you're looking for fat ass bitches shaking their asses, you're going to see that. If you're into cars and racing, you're going to see that. It's just how the system works. If, in my opinion, if China was really behind uh, TikTok and trying to convince you guys whatever, you wouldn't see, I wouldn't see the stuff I see. Okay? I mean, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but... But point is this. In the... Um, that you know the powers that be are controlling this all around the world all these plant fires they're happening everywhere the consumption of farmland is happening everywhere and i go back to the train derailments the the specific type of train derailments at least here in america with the chemicals and the oil fires and the chemical plants and all that what would be the point so you're thinking, okay, well, Don, if there's some big conspiracy for uh, trains to derail in rural parts of Ohio or Missouri or Florida or Kentucky or Ohio, uh, uh, Houston or Texas or Michigan, why would they be in the rural? If, they, if there was some plan, grand plan to kill America and kill population off, wouldn't they do it in the cities? Chicago or like this one was in East Palestine so you're not far from Pittsburgh and why wouldn't it wait until it got to Pittsburgh and why wouldn't it do it right in downtown Houston and da 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 because it's not about that necessarily we're not trying to necessarily kill large swaths of population these chemicals could do a, n a number of things these chemicals can make people sterile now we've seen videos we've seen stuff in Ohio, where this train derailment was a month ago now, in parts of Ohio, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania, uh, and I think Kentucky, they're seeing there's this white, um, like, mist. What is the white mist? If this is on the cars or the trees or the ground... You're having situations where animals are getting infected. Your plants are getting infected. In these area, in this particular area, it's a lot of farmland. It might not be immensely populated. Yeah, you might have like Cleveland and Cincinnati and Louisville and Pittsburgh and, you know, whatever. But population-wise, those, those are big cities for what they are but it's not New York or L.A. or whatever. It's not necessarily about the city aspect. They need Cleveland and Cincinnati and Louisville to still thrive because those are where your 15-minute cities are going to be for those regions. Okay? So you, um, <laughs> you need to get the people out of the rural part of America and into these cities. So, what would be the point? So, you're killing off your plant life. You're killing these farms. You're causing your chickens, your cows, your whatever to maybe not be able to reproduce or for them to just die or not lay eggs or your corn can't grow. What would be the point? Well, because we know that they're more about the 
genetically modifying of food. Plant-based meat. Right? Was it beyond meat? Beyond beef? Whatever. I don't even know. Um, those types of situations to genetically engineer you. Another reason they're trying to look at these 15-minute cities is <laughs> they want to control what you eat. They just want to control you. Now, like the guy said, oh, this is not about that, isn't it? Because I believe in the majority <laughs> of China, every, every city and every province is what you would call a 15-minute city. Now we go back to COVID and what happened in these cities in China. Take, I think Shanghai was the last one I remember seeing where they literally locked these people in their domiciles. You got to think, in China, in these cities, you don't work in Wuhan, for example, and hop in your Toyota or whatever and drive home to the Shangri-La on the uh, on the outskirts of town. It, you don't. <laughs> you walk or ride your bike to the factory where you're making Nikes or T-shirts or Levi's or whatever you're making. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny because it's the truth. <laughs> um, then you return back to your domicile, which if you're lucky, it's 500 square feet. And that's if you're the supervisor at the fucking factory. Good news is you don't pay rent because you're a worker. You live in the hive working for the queen bee. And the, that's coming here. It's coming to a city near you. Unless we, the people, start paying attention. Quit worrying about the labels that are giving to us. Now this... This right here that I'm going to read you is from the World Economic Forum, okay? <laughs> the surprising stickiness of the 15-minute city. So, I'm going to read this. This is their words. Now, I'm also going to give you the actual meaning of what they're saying, okay? Urbanism trends come and go, but the 15-minute city framing of walkable mixed-use urban development is a lot more than a fad. The historical roots of the 15-minute city are connected deeply with the current moment. One will be living with for a long time to come. As climate change and global conflict cause shocks and stresses at uh, faster uh, intervals, the increasing severity of the 15-minute city will become even more critical. Um, urbanism trends come and go. Bore, um these are just different concepts. Boricker City, Radiant City, Eco City, yet the 15-minute city concept, which implies having all necessary amenities within a short walk, bike ride, or public transit trip from one home, has demonstrated stickiness, not just an idea, but as a powerful tool for action from Paris to Seoul to Bogota to Houston. For a long time, urbanists, the 15-minute city seemed to merely repackage a historical urban pattern of development, Walkable mixed-use districts, old wine, new bottle, as the saying goes. But for the framing, uh, the new framing to ignite a global movement, yet clearly there's more going on. The obvious yet incomplete answer to the pandemic would 
Paris's Mayor Anne Hidalgo have pushed for progressive urban design without this framing. Undoubtedly, but with COVID-19 and variants keeping everyone closer to home, the 15-minute city went from a nice-to-have to a rallying cry. So, essentially, COVID, and I talked about this the other day, was the convenient necessity of implementing their, whoever, the WEF, NWO, the Rothschilds, whoever you, whoever you want to talk about, agenda. Oh, look, if we had 15-minute cities and when COVID hit, when, when the next pandemic hits, you, you everything will be fine. You'll be in your 15-minute The problem is, is they're talking about, oh, you can walk and bike right here. But if you recall, when we're 15 days of slow to spread, you couldn't even do that. Right? Think about state uh, states. Think about countries like Australia, where you couldn't leave your house. You were tagged. They started this digital ID stuff in China and these other countries. You remember the video of the guy who supposedly had COVID and left his quote unquote domicile? He was arrested. You remember videos of people on the beach in Australia? Choppers overhead, go home. It's not safe. You remember this? You remember what they did to you guys in these different countries? Do you, and that was just for a head cold. What do you think is going to happen if, if it is a climate lockdown? Oh, what if the digital ID thing, I shouldn't say if, but what if when the uh, global ID thing comes to pass? Well, I'll never do that. You say never. Every one of us has a fucking cell phone. If you're listening to this podcast, you have a smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android device of some sort. There's only two operating systems. There's iOS and Android. Okay, whether you have the iPhone or some sort of whatever other phone, Samsung, whatever. Whatever brands are out there, they run on the Android system. Okay, you have already started the road down to digital ID. And the reason I say this, and I'm guilty of it, I'm not preaching to you guys like I'm better than anybody. I'm guilty of it, and this is something that I wish I could break. I don't know how to. I could, yeah, usually I could say, stop, just stop doing it. Easier said than done. We've talked about this plan has been in progress for a long time. And it's all based around conveniences. Even this 15-minute city concept is designed around conveniences. Think how convenient it is. You live in the 15-minute city zone A. Oh, everything that you need is right here. I don't know about you, but like I said, I don't live in a big city. The town, I guess technically it's considered a city, but where I live in my opinions, getting too crowded as it is, I'm ready to move. I'm not lying when I say that. Um, looking at Kentucky or maybe northern Tennessee, I'm just saying I'm there's too many people, and it's not I don't live in Tampa or Orlando or something like that. I live in between. And um they're they're trying to make it about convenience. Oh, you live in the 15-minute city, you don't need your car. You don't. You just get a bike, or you can walk. It's ninety-five degrees outside. Yeah, but exercise will do you good. I'll stay home. Cool, you stay home. Right. I talk about conveniences. Back in the sixties, 
50s into the 60s, where everything was great in this country, or at least that's what we were told, the advent of credit cards came into play. Oh, here's a card. Visa, MasterCard, Diners Club. I don't even think they do that anymore. And uh, with this card, you don't have to have any money on you. You can shop and just use this card. and You get a bill in the mail and you pay it. It's no big deal. Right? And then in the late 80s, early 90s, that changed from a credit card to your debit card. Oh, you don't need to have credit. You can have a debit card and the money comes out of your bank account. It's so easy. You don't have to worry about carrying cash. So they've been propping this cashless system for 50 years and no one saw it coming because it was under the guides of convenience and safety. Oh, if you want to go make a big purchase, now you don't have to carry $100, $200, $300 in your purse or your wallet. You just carry this card. Oh, if the card gets stolen, you can cancel it. We'll send you another one. It's no big deal. Right? And then as the cell phone became a smartphone, oh, you don't even need that. It's all on your phone. Just tap the phone. It'll pay it. It's fine. They have real ID, right? Where you can put all your information in. You know, it's fine. It's all on your phone. Right? In East Palestine, Palestine, whatever, Ohio, three months ago, they started a real ID. It's going to help you guys. If something were to happen for first responders to be able to help you quicker because they're going to know exactly what's wrong with you. And then three months later, a train derailment with a mushroom cloud of mustard gas lit ablaze. Guys, these are all tests. And they're trying to see how many people throughout this world are willing to accept their terms of convenience. The sad thing is, is they're going to sell this or they're going to try and sell this under the guise of global warming and climate change and climate blah, 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 and the Green New Deal and whatever. And you're going to have a large percentage of people throughout the world that agree with this because they have been sold hook, line, and sinker that the world's going to end, climate change is going to ruin the world, and yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm not the oldest man in the world. Shut up, Chris. Um, I'm about, I'll be 50 this year. In my time frame, I can remember George, or George, I can remember Al Gore saying that the polar ice caps would be melted by now and we were all going to be underwater by now. Right? Wasn't it 2020? We should, I live in Florida. I should be swimming right now. The thing is, is a hundred years ago when they could, they, the whoever the they is, could tell you a bullshit lie about something, it was easier for you to believe. World of worlds, we're being invaded. Well, shit, maybe we are. It's easy to believe because you don't know. And then 30 years later, people, what are you talking about? What are you, world of the world, what are you talking about? You know, the thing is now you can't say something that it doesn't come back and bite you in the ass because everything's recorded nowadays. Right now, 
we should be dead. Right now, according to AOC, we should be, what, four years into the world ending? In 12 years, I think she said? Guys, it's a scare tactic. <laughs> the problem is, is how many of you guys listening to this, wherever you live, whether you're an American or wherever you're at in this country, in this world, how many people do you personally know that you can't even talk to about certain things because you don't want to get into an argument about whatever? Whether it's climate, whether it's Biden, whether it's your president in the country you live in, whether it's 15-minute cities, whether, whether it's COVID, whether it's vaccines, you can't even have conversations with people because you don't want to argue with them. Because they're right, you're wrong, you're right, they're wrong, whatever. The problem is in this world... People don't have an open mind anymore. We're so closed-minded to what the truth might actually be. Right? They're even now that these that the department that Biden's Department of Energy came out and said that it is more than likely that this was a lab leak. They're still denying it and blaming it on Trump for being racist for saying that. This isn't Trump's presidency, guys. He hasn't been in there for two plus years now. Get over it. You talk about some Trump derangement syndrome. These people can't get past the fact that we were screwed. Whether China was the culprit 100% or if they were just the catalyst of the culprit and it had nothing to do with China per se as much as it was the, the powers that be, right? I think, like I told you on the show Wednesday, we talked about Agenda 21. Agenda 2030, Event 201, we talked about these things. These are plans that weren't like an American thing. It wasn't like a bunch of Americans got around, got gathered up and said, this is what we need to do if whatever happens. It was a world situation that they said, we just are looking for the right opportunity to enable these things. It takes 10 years for a vaccine to be developed and be a working vaccine. But yet, somehow or another, they were magically able to come up with a vaccine for COVID in six months. But in the meantime, the, the tests for COVID were patented two years prior. Think about it. Guys, this was a plan. This was all done. The stuff was patented. The stuff was made. It just wasn't called what it's called because they were waiting to see what happened. If the vaccine, I've said this a hundred times, if the vaccine that people took, whether you took it or not, we were sold, I didn't take it, but we as a public, as a, as a world public, were sold under the fact that these vaccines were going to help eradicate COVID, right? And if you didn't take the vaccine, it was going to be a, well, what did I play the other day, a, a winner of death, right? Come to find out, most of the people that took the vaccine were dying just as much, if not more so, than the people that didn't. What was the vaccine? What is the vaccine? What is this country, our leaders throughout the world, what are they doing to us? You have two choices. You can either get in line and find your place in the 15-minute city and sell all your possessions because guess what? You don't need them. Or... Are you going to stand up and fight? Are you going to be like this 12-year-old girl from Oxford, England that said no? Are you going to be as brave as the 12-year-old girl? 
That's the question that you have to ask yourself. Are you willing to give up your freedom and liberty for some safety? I don't agree with that. Freedom, in my opinion, in, in the great old United States of America, freedom and liberty enable me protection under the Second Amendment. I have a whole closet of Second Amendment. There's my freedom and liberty. Do I want to give up my freedom and liberty for protection? I have protection. I have my freedom and liberty. Do you understand? But they want to take that freedom and liberty away from us and we'll protect you. Cool. <laughs> I don't believe you, so you can go fuck yourself. All right, guys. Do I have anything else on this whole thing? I think the fact of the matter is this. I'll close in saying this. If you go on your phone, your computer, whatever, and whatever your search device is, if you use Google or Bing or DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, and type in 15-minute cities. Go on Twitter, type in 15-minute cities. And you'll be interested in to see what you find. Because... To find anything opposite of this being the best idea since sliced bread, you really have to look. Because the only thing you're going to see is how it's a conspiracy theory that it's, that it's a bad thing. And you're a kook for thinking that it's a bad thing. Is this the best thing ever? It's convenience. Take the vaccines, convenient. Take the vaccine, you won't get COVID. You, you, you still got COVID. Oh. Well, you see, but it's because you didn't get your 26 booster. Remember? Guys, it's simple. We have got to stand up together. Whether you're an American, you're from France, Australia... England, wherever you're from. And you have to open your eyes. I want to believe that the people listening to the show are sitting there with their eyes open. I, I ran this by Chris the other day. We were talking about The Matrix, the movie. And I, you know, I've we've talked about The Matrix. We've talked about Demolition Man and so on and so forth. And I, I did a spin on The Matrix. So The Matrix... For those of you that saw it can understand what I'm talking about, we're sold on the idea of taking the red pill, right? And that's a that's a conspiracy theory term nowadays, right? Do you want to be red-pilled or blue-pilled, right? The red pill means you're going to open your eyes and you're going to see the world for what it truly is. Or the blue pill is going to keep you in a lull and you're going to just keep on going on, doing on, and wearing your mask and doing all the fun stuff, right? So in The Matrix, you know, Neo took the red pill, opened his eyes, and blah, blah, blah. But there was a part in the movie where Cypher was going to uh, kind of turn his back on his on his people there, right? Uh, be put back in the Matrix and just live his, you know, ignorance was bliss and he just wants to be back in the cog. He just wants to be someone important, kind of rich, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I, you know, I said, you know, the film... A lot of people like us that watched the film felt of it like, oh, yeah, this is like The Matrix. 
we're taking the red pill now, we're starting to open our eyes. But I don't think that was the point of the movie. <laughs> the point of the movie was for you to understand that the people that took the red pill, the people in the movie that were, I don't remember what they called them, that movie's 20-something years old now, but the, the Neos and, and those people that took the red pill and they lived in the underworld and they lived... They drank, they ate cruel, and they were fighting constantly against the robots and against the agents, right? You remember? But if you took the blue pill, everything was fine. Everything was fine. You lived in your 15-minute city. You had a good life. Everything was fine. Ignorance was bliss, right? That was the point of the movie, and especially the first one. The first one is what I'm talking about. I think everyone lost sight of what the actual point of that movie was. And that's this is my opinion. It wasn't about the freedom of Neo and these and these you know freedom fighters so to speak. It wasn't about that as much as the story centered around Neo and him being the the one. It wasn't about that per se. I think it was about how the directors or the writer of the movie wanted to paint a picture of how rough life would be for people that took the red pill and how great everything is for people that took the blue pill, for example. And I think that's where we're at today. That if you, people listening to the show, me, people I know, people I don't know, the thousands of DTOM listeners out there, you want to take the red pill, but you're scared because the blue pill makes you feel comfortable. I'm not talking about Viagra. I'm talking about the, the reality pills. <laughs> and that's, if you take the red pill, you're conspiracy theorist, you're crazy, you're cuckoo, COVID was real, we're all going to die, take your vaccine. No, I don't want to do that. Well, then take the blue pill, then you will. And everything's, and you know who's blue-pilled and who's red-pilled. You know. You can see it. You can see them driving in the car with their mask on. You can't talk to them about climate control, climate change, whatever they're calling it. But that's what they want. They want a world of blue pillars. They don't want a world of neos. They don't want was it in uh, in Demolition Man, the Dirties or the Smellies or whatever. Dennis Dennis Leary, you know the underground people. They don't want that. Look at how great it is up here on eating Taco Bell. Everything's great, right? Take the blue pill. Everything's great, guys. Pay attention to what's going on. They're killing us every day with amenities, convenience, food, chemicals. I mean, shit, 10, 20 years ago, you had Alex Jones harping about chemtrails. Now they're just blowing shit up in your fucking neighborhood and they don't even care. <laughs> they're like, whatever, I'll just blow up a train. Whatever, we'll just blow up that chemical plant. Whatever. Fuck it. Have you noticed since all this has been happening, you haven't noticed the chemtrails? At least in Florida, the sky's been clear as day. Except for every morning lately, it's been extremely foggy. What's that all about? Hmm. Interesting. Anyway. I think that's all I got for you guys today. I actually made it just over an hour. I think I got everything across what I wanted to get. If I didn't, the executive producer, Christopher J. McGillicuddy, will tell me I'm stupid. So, we'll see. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, today is Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Guys, please don't forget to check us out on social media at Don't Tread on America. And whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, 
follow the show. Hook a brother up. Make sure you're sharing this with your friends. Let's keep the train rolling. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Okay? Uh, follow us on the interweb at Don't Tread on America. And uh, that's all I got, guys. You have a great day. And I'll talk to you again on Sunday. <laughs>